Hello and welcome to episode number 36 of the Who Am I podcast with the Southside Church of Christ, where we are going to take some time to talk about our identity as Christians and what that means for our lives in the world today. I am Brian Dill, and here with me, as always, is the charitable Jackson Wells. Let's go. It's good to be here. (laughs) Uh, Today, Jackson, is Labor Day. Yes. Which uh, always has seemed like a very random holiday, very bizarre, like... and. do you have any idea how Labor Day got started? I'm, I'm assuming. Okay. Here, you know, I don't know. I'm assuming a lot of women started having babies. <laughs> and that's why they were like, yo, this is Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> Has nothing to do with, <laughs> with labor and giving birth. <laughs> it, it's, it's about labor... In the job, in the workforce, right? Okay, okay. So, so like the doctors who are delivering babies. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm quit. I'll quit. Well, it's so it it started with like labor unions. Okay. Who petitioned for a federal holiday to recognize their contributions to the U.S. Okay. Um, which I guess is okay, but yeah. goodness gracious. Aren't there tons and tons of other people? And I, I don't know. I mean, we've, we've reached the point where we have a holiday for basically everything nowadays. Yes. So, I mean, there's there's National Donut Day, for crying out loud. Yeah. A couple <laughs> weeks ago, it was National <laughs> Tell-A-Joke Day. Oh, good grief. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot to tell jokes. <laughs> but it was President Grover Cleveland good who signed Cleveland. it into law in 1894. Whenever I think of Grover Cleveland, I think of uh, the cat that likes lasagna, Garfield. Garfield. Which I'm also thinking of the president whose name James is James A. Garfield. Yeah. But when I think of Grover, I think of yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, did you know that James A. Garfield was converted to Christ during the Restoration Movement? I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> Random piece of information yeah, on this that's the real labor day. That's the real labor. That's right. Oh. Right. Well, that's what we're talking about here in just a minute. So let's <laughs> yeah. go ahead and get this episode started. Yeah. Okay, Jackson. So talking about labor, just a minute. Tell me, what is some of the hardest labor you have ever done? There's, There's been times when I have been sweating so much, it looks like I've taken a shower. <laughs> uh, for example, this isn't hard labor, but uh, at camp this year, whenever the kids arrived, I was wearing a hoodie, jeans, and I was riding my bike as fast as I possibly could. Right. Um, I was replicating a scene from the titular 1980s classic E.T., um, where I was Elliot. I think that's the guy's name. Yes, it is. And it was hot. And I it was bet. hard labor, except for that it wasn't, like, legit. I, was, I wasn't accomplishing anything. But the, the most <laughs> difficult thing I think that I have done would be splitting firewood with my grandfather. Okay. 
we would right. he has a in the wintertime he has a he uses a wood burner for their heating and water heater oh wow and so he's got to have a good supply and so a lot of times in the summer or i would have days off or weekends and stuff i'd go over to papa joe's house and we'd split firewood and we i wasn't using an axe or anything well i would um every now and then use an axe if it got stuck but we would use a log splitter um oh like so, an electric well or, yeah we, or we whatever. it was a, it's a gas powered okay. log splitter and like that's great gives you a mechanical advantage no kidding um but i'm talking like some of these logs were like a good three and four foot diameter like right i'm i'm, I'm showing brian how, how big <laughs> they were with my arms but like some were absolutely huge and so we were having to wrestle them down the hill, which was scary because they could have rolled on top of right. you. Right? Yeah, no kidding. The, the way that he had the log splitter set up, and it's still set up that way. Um, the pile would roll into the log splitter, and then we would split it, and then so moving the giant logs, and then we would have to stack it, and that was a whole like process, and it would it would just take a long time. Stuff was heavy. You're bending over and picking up stuff. It was just yeah, not fun. Yeah. And then it's summertime right next to a lake i mean it's it's just hot and muggy and you were doing this in the summer i would do it in the summer kind of because he would also use it to um heat the pool okay um, but uh, oh, a lot man. a lot a lot of times in in the summer it wasn't as much but um, right i don't know i i also i enjoyed doing it though so it wasn't like the worst thing in the world like okay it was fun splitting firewood yeah so. i mean you know hard physically difficult or demanding mm-hmm. labor is not always miserable yeah. labor yeah Right, because I, you know, I've had much more miserable jobs that were low on the physical labor side. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> what about you? What's the most uh, laborious or hardest labor you've ever done? Uh, you know, my mind went to like jobs I've had, trying to think about those, and I, I think the hardest physical labor job I ever had was the 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 year that. Uh, while I was in college, I got on a with um, service. Let's see, is it called Service Pro? Is it like service the... Service Master? I think. Okay. Where we we worked on flooring and that sort of stuff, and we did a lot of schools that summer because you know during the summers when the schools, you know, uh, redo all the flooring. Yeah. Uh, in the classrooms like or, or in and the stuff. yeah yeah rewaxing was the main thing mm-hmm. that we did, and it just because you had to move all the oh, furniture, the cabinets, and uh, yeah. So we cabinets. had we had to move all the furniture out, oh, and then you gotta you know, put down the the wax stripper, and that's tough. Mm-hmm. You got to be so careful. Like really, you don't you don't want to walk across it. You mm-hmm. you mop yourself out of the room, mm-hmm. basically, because it is as slick as ice. <laughs> like you would not believe. You, you would think it's just. I mean, it's just like water or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Something about it. It is so slick. How many times did you fall? I, I fell a few times, <laughs> uh, and and you're falling on you know the the yeah, tile yeah. in a, cl- in a not, school that's not, not stuff, fun not soft <laughs> and and so but you know you, you kind of get it figured out where to go how to how to do this how to not do it right and then you're using those you know the little machines that are spinning yeah so it scrubs up all the old wax first after you put down the wax stripper 
uh, and then you get, clean all that off, you dry it off, and then you got to put down the new wax with the mop and everything, and then you got to move all the furniture back. Yeah, you know the next day. I mean, it's it's multiple yeah. days uh, for each school, and Man. and so that was that was some heavy labor, but I didn't mind it um, because one, I was working with a friend, and so so yeah. that that helped. Uh, he helped me get the job, and and then two, uh, you know, you just talk about stuff, yeah. and, or listen to the radio, or or whatever, mm-hmm. you, you know, because it's not difficult mentally. Yeah. Uh, so you're just sometimes just like, doing it. Sometimes I think that's why I have enjoyed doing things like splitting firewood, mowing my yard, is because I don't have to think. It's just do it. Right. You know. Right. Um, I can, and I enjoy doing a lot of stuff with Papa Joe. Now, when the log splitter was running, we couldn't talk to each other because it was too loud. But um, I can remember we would go to the farm and run around and do stuff. And right. The com- the stuff that he would say would just crack me up. But then we were doing just stuff, you know. So the conversation that you're able to have when you're doing that physical labor sometimes sure. is, is pretty awesome. Maybe, oh yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. Okay, question: When you were when you were doing the thing at the schools, like you were, were using the the floor spinner cleany thing that like you push <laughs> yes did yes. you ever let go of the handles uh accidentally yeah <laughs> okay. and that thing and that thing goes wild you, you <laughs> it's hard to get back under control thankfully when you let go it turns off oh okay because because one of the it's it's almost like it's almost like a push mower yes okay. yes so so part of the handle is the thing that that keeps it going oh, okay and gotcha. you let go of that uh, if you just completely let go altogether, the momentum will keep it spinning a little bit, but then it'll it it has shut off, so okay. it's going to eventually stop. I think I've seen a video of a kid or something that held onto one or something, yeah, and either yeah. the safety was off or something, and it just kept spinning them around. Oh, there's a way to do that. I mean, if you just like uh, um, there's a TV show that has a, I saw a person uh, was was using one of those, and they stood on top of it. Yeah, and there's, you're just if you if you can hold on to it and stand on top of it, you're just going to spin around yeah. and around and around. Yeah, because uh, oh, they are. I mean, great. they're not. I ended up using that uh, a lot of the rest of the school year because it was at Harding. It was and, okay. and so one of my jobs after we did that all summer, one of my jobs that school year was to periodically go in the dorms where it just needed cleaning, yeah. and so that's a that's a much easier, different process. Yeah. Uh, you just kind of mop and then use that to kind of get up just the grime that yeah. has gathered yeah uh, especially in guys dorms uh <laughs> yeah gotta, gotta be brave to do that <laughs> yeah so so labor uh is something that is a part of all of our lives mm-hmm. it's something that that you have to endure or or be a part of or whatever yeah. depending on the kind of labor it is Yeah, mental physical trials right right <laughs> So the meat of the week this week is focused on a type of labor, you could say, uh, and we're asking the question, am I a laborer, <laughs> which is kind of hard to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> My laborer. <laughs> but we're not talking about your job as you go to work today or well not today because it's labor day but as you go to work tomorrow or or anything like that not not your daily job or your career or anything like that instead what we're talking about is the kind of laborer that Jesus speaks of in Matthew chapter 9 
So if you have a Bible and you want to follow along with us, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 9, and we're going to start reading with verse 35 of Matthew 9. So if you don't have a Bible, that's okay. Just listen closely to what we read. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So lot to lot to go through in here. We're going to start right. first with the sheep without a shepherd because that's that's not something that Jesus says, it's something that he sees. Yes, exactly. He he sees that this group of people that there's there's a ton of them are like sheep without a shepherd. What does that mean? What what does that? How do you visualize that? And we've talked about sheep since I've been at Southside. We've talked about sheep several times. Right. Um, it's a book uh, that I've read before. Uh, uh, they smell like sheep. That's right. Um, and I, there's a at least one sermon that you've preached where we talked about how helpless a sheep is. <laughs> right. And when you understand <laughs> how helpless a sheep is, when they don't have a shepherd, they are either gonna die going to get lost. <laughs> so, something bad is going to happen. There was one one of the sheep, I think his name was Hulk or something like that, where he uh, wandered off and for like seven years. Oh, Shrek. His Shrek, name was Shrek, Shrek the sheep. I knew it was a green something. Yeah. Um, and so this sheep wanders off and like, you know, he doesn't die, but he's walking. Fortunate. Yeah. Cra- like it, it's crazy. That he doesn't die, but he's walking around with like 80, 70 or 80 pounds of fur or yes. wool that he <laughs> didn't need. Right. If he had just stayed with his herd, he would have been fine, you know? And so whenever Jesus is thinking, man, these people are like sheep without shepherds. One, you can take that as he calls me a sheep. Um, <laughs> but when we humble ourselves and we realize that, oh, man, we're, we're pretty helpless without without Christ, we need him as our shepherd, that's great. Also, when we know Christ, it allows us to be in a position to to help others who are outside come back into the flock. Right, right. So sheep sheep are helpless without without Christ, without our shepherd, we're helpless. Um, we're vulnerable to attack, and yes. to that, it's sin can just, ha- has the easiest end when we do not have our shepherd. Right, right. Um, we, we're very susceptible to attack. We're very susceptible to sin. And like I said, we either die or we get lost. Before we have Christ, we are lost. And our physical bodies are destined to die, but with Christ we have eternal life, so our spirit never dies. So whenever we admit that we are sheep and Jesus is our shepherd and we enter into a relationship with him, a lot of positivity can come from that. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think, you know, when Jesus is looking at, at all of these people, I think a word that, that stands out to me is, is in that description is that they are harassed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the idea that, that they're, they're constantly, you know, fighting off 
harassment mm-hmm. of various types. You know, I think I think of um, again the the lost who who don't have the shepherd in Jesus, mm-hmm. and how harassed that life is. Yeah, because you're bombarded. You know, we feel like we're bombarded with a lot, but I can be at peace with the things that are going on in this world and the things that are are problematic and the stress and the strain of life because of Jesus. I yeah. can be at peace yeah. knowing, you know what, he's going to take care of me yeah. and it's going to be okay. And I can find <laughs> some comfort in that. If you don't have Jesus, you're harassed mm-hmm. at every turn. Yeah, there's so much negativity and cynicism and all these things in the world today that I don't know what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're harassed without Jesus and you're helpless, like you said. Yeah. You know, you're you're in trouble. The the visual that's going through my mind, and this might not be of any benefit to anybody, is I'm, I'm imagining standing as a sheep. I'm in the flock, you know, and and Jesus is the shepherd. But instead of a uh, a shepherd's hook, is that what those are called? The, yes, the, I think the there's long, some technical term yeah. for it. I can't remember what it you know, is. You know what I'm talking about. The thing that <laughs> that has a hook at the top of it, it's a long wooden pole, and they would pull people off the stage with. Instead of having one of those, Jesus has a lightsaber. And <laughs> the the harassment is the the bullets from all the clone troopers and and droids, you know. And and I'm just in his flock, and he is, he is out there with his lightsaber just deflecting everything. Right. And I'm like, man, if I was a sheep, and I was out there, you can best bet that I was going to be susceptible to that attack. But knowing that <laughs> I've got Jesus deflecting everything, right? Um, it, it is it is great. It is great. So, and, and it's also important that we take a look at Jesus's reaction, because I think that is going to inform us in a lot of ways to how we should react. When, and it says very specifically. When he sees all these people, we see how, he sees how harassed they are. He sees how helpless they are, and his response is compassion, mm-hmm. and and that is sometimes uh, a response that escapes us. Uh, we we ignore the people around us. Uh, we look past them mm-hmm. toward either our schedule or wherever I'm going or whatever I'm supposed to be doing right now. Uh, we 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 find excuses not to to pay attention to the people that are around us, uh, and so uh, compassion is the opposite of all of that. Compassion is the the decision to take note of and find a way to help this person that is in front of you, mm-hmm. and and that's exactly what Jesus does. He has compassion for all of these people, and and one of the things that we see. Uh, in in his ministry is that so many times he stops and deals with the people that are right there in front of him when even his own disciples are saying hey leave him alone he yeah. doesn't have time for you yeah. uh, he's on his way to here or or you know get away from him he he he's got better things to do yeah. than to, to deal with you. Yeah. you know, that sort of thing and and that's that's not the compassion that Jesus had Jesus's compassion was of a nature that it was it was compelled him to stop and deal yeah. with didn't matter, these people. Didn't matter who it was. Yeah, it didn't matter who it was, when it was, mm-hmm. what kind of situation it was, yeah. you know, because, I mean, there was, you know, with the, the unclean nature mm-hmm. of some of the lepers and that sort of thing, or if it was 
kids that that just wanted to be around him, you know, that sort of thing. It didn't yeah. matter. And, and and that is the kind of response that we have got to be able to have as well. Yeah. Uh, compassion is we, we, we feel oftentimes when somebody needs help, we feel that we need to help them, but we don't know how to. Right. And that's where the like compassion that Jesus had was is he figured he figured out how to do it. Right. And so that's right. That's where we need to step up. So that ultimately leads to the idea of being laborers in God's kingdom. That's right. Being the worker, being the person that that steps up. And so what does this look like? How how are we workers in God's kingdom? Like we're we're in his field of work. How how do we contribute to to making the world a better place? Right. Um, right. Because I'll say here, you know, nothing's changed. No. It's not like the harvest is less plentiful today. It's not like there are fewer people that need Jesus today uh, than it's, there were right there in that moment. It is, I, I don't know if we've hit it or we're hitting it this year, but we're, we're going to have 8 billion people in the world. Wow. 8 billion. Wow. Uh, you can't tell me that the harvest is few. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, but... But it looks like something different. The, the labor looks different for every person. That's right. But it is something that can be done. And we've talked about things on this podcast, things that we can do to help people. But I want, I want to go back to what you were saying about having conversations with somebody while doing physical labor. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know who you worked with, but I, I, and you, you said he was a friend of yours, right? Yes, yes. Oftentimes, when we have conversations with people, that is when we figure out when and how we can help them. That's right. And we, we don't know what conversations Jesus was having with the people right here. Um, but that is something that, that Jesus did. And I'm specifically thinking yes. with his disciples. He knew them intimately, and he knew what they needed, and he taught them and he did things for them so that they could be better laborers right through his example absolutely <laughs> and so one one of the i don't want to say this is a, a a cop-out answer but one of the most effective ways for us to to be laborers is to walk as jesus did with somebody mm-hmm. who needs that example Right, right. Um, Be willing to engage with that person in yeah. in their life, yeah. In the in and in the conversations that they that they need to have, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter if it's scrubbing floors at a school <laughs> or or splitting firewood or teaching or <laughs> driving a combine. I mean, it's, it's if you're the only one driving the combine, then that's a little more difficult, right? But. Yeah, you might not have as many conversations that way, <laughs> right? But. Um, relationships um, open up opportunities uh, for the the real labor to happen that's exactly right yeah yeah the uh, the conversations that have to take place the the reason they're so important is because that like you said it opens the door for understanding where this person is in their life and what exactly they need in order to help them come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and you're not going to know that until you have those conversations. And you don't have to start off with the first time you meet someone, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Yeah. You, you can start <laughs> off with other conversations, just get to know them. You know, you're, And that goes for 
you know, people that you work with that you may not know that well, uh, get to know them better. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that are your neighbors. We we seem to, to not be in the habit of getting to know our neighbors anymore. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why that is, uh, but either. we need to fix that. And we need to be the people, kind of people that are willing to, to go and talk to our neighbors, get to know them, yeah. have them over for a meal or or whatever, and, and just spend time getting to know them. And then as you get to know them, uh, that's when those doors are going to open mm-hmm. for the harvest. The We're talking about sheep and we're talking about shepherds and one of the characteristics of a of a sheep is, or not a characteristic of a sheep, I, I guess, is they they know the voice of their shepherd. Right. And and if we view ourselves as sheep and we are trying to to do our best to to be like Jesus, right? Okay. Ho- hopefully, whenever we are around those people that we're spending time with, that we're trying to build relationships, that the neighbors that are that are getting to know us. We're trying to to sound as much like Jesus as we can. That way, when they start to notice, hey, you you sound a little bit different. Right? Why are you doing the things you're doing? That's when we are able to be like, well, I'm I'm doing my best to be like Jesus. Right. Um, Right. And what a shame it would be if the harvest was plentiful and there were no laborers. Yeah. Uh, You know, we think there's so much farming around us in this community mm-hmm. here in Hopkinsville that, you know, what would it look like if the fields just grew up, uh, you know, corn came up and then nobody ever harvested? Uh, what a waste that would be. Yeah. Or the wheat came up and, and nobody ever harvested and, and it would just be such a sad statement about the the state of affairs with whoever owns that land yeah. well, boy they couldn't even get anybody to to harvest it what a waste of time to to plant that and 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 all that that went into getting it ready and and that's kind of you know where we are you know god has has planted the seed mm-hmm. uh and and maybe we've been involved in planting those seeds at different times and if we don't take advantage of the opportunities that come along to harvest, mm-hmm. then, boy, what a disappointment that is. Yeah, it is. God needs laborers in the kingdom. He does. And that is one of the primary responsibilities that we have as a part of his kingdom. Mm-hmm. So am I a laborer? Boy, I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope that everybody is, is looking for those opportunities to be laborers yeah. in the kingdom. Yeah. The the retirement plan's pretty good. <laughs> right. Yes, that's right. <laughs> well, we want to thank everyone for, for listening to this week's podcast episode. We we hope it's been something that has been helpful for you, and, and we really hope that you have been able to grow in your identity as a follower of Jesus. Have a blessed day.